Order. <laughs> Start with the prayer and a pledge. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together tonight. Let us know the truth so we can work with it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Here. Mr. Bronner? Here. Mr. Bishop? Here. Mr. Boehner? Here. Mr. Tommen? Here. Mrs. Kroger? Here. Mrs. Edichico? Here. We have all present. We have a quorum for business and a quorum for legislation. Moving on to approval of minutes. We don't have any uh, to approve this week. Now, uh, need to entertain a motion to open the public hearing regarding the proposed DORA. I'll make a motion. Second. So we have a motion by Mrs. Edichico and a second by Mr. Bronner to open the public hearing for the proposed DORA. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? We are in the public hearing beginning at 731. So, as part of the public hearing, first up we have a guest speaker, Linda Fitzgerald. Mr. President, since it is a public hearing, can I turn this yes, you can orient it however you wish and uh, try to eat the microphone a little bit. <laughs> can you hear me? Okay. On April 30th, 2015, the Ohio General Assembly under Ohio Revised Code 4301.82 created legislation permitting open containers in areas defined as designated outdoor refreshment areas, otherwise known as DORAs. And they did this to allow customers and patrons to purchase and consume alcoholic beverages within the DORA district. Now, the way that the city of Reading can qualify to um, ask to have the designation of DORA is by meeting three criteria that apply to us. Number one, a municipal corporation with a population of 35,000 people or less. And Reading's population is 10,467 as of 2021 and I don't think we've grown a whole lot up or down since 2021 <coughs> a minimum of four liquor license permit holders and we have 10 in the proposed door and that's from our police department to put that together for us. and then uh, finally the proposed Dora has to be 150 acres or less and our proposed Dora is 6.72 acres the location of the proposed DORA, it would extend on Reading Road from Kaler Avenue north to Hawker. And then on West Benson Street, it would go from Reading Road to Walkendorf. The hours would be Monday to Sunday, 12 noon to 10 p.m. And there are three primary purposes of the DORA. Number one is obviously to draw more patrons to Reading restaurants and retailers. Number two, to capitalize on Reading's strong sense of community by allowing residents and patrons to mingle and stroll while enjoying their favorite beverage in the door. And then finally, to generate untapped potential to trigger 
additional economic development and exposure for our businesses and the Reading community in general. So how did we get to tonight's public hearing? In November of 2022, the Reading Bridal District, which <coughs> I will refer to as the RBD, formed a planning committee to work with city administration and city council's laws and contracts committee to inform businesses about the DORA, how it works, to seek their input, and um, ultimately their support. And then also to work on completing the application to city council. After thorough review of that application, which was submitted to council May 2nd, uh, Police Chief Brian Edens and Fire Chief uh, Todd Owens provided their input and lent their support for the DORA application. And then eight area, rest area restaurants and bars also signed letters of support and intention to participate in the DORA. The Reading Chamber of Commerce and of course the Reading Bridal District also uh, voted to support the DORA. So that led to Mayor Bemis then filing the DORA application with City Council, as I said, on May 2nd. Though then finally, why we are here tonight is required by law, the notice of public hearing was published in um, a local paper and then on May, and it was also posted outside. And that was done on May 9th of 2023. So I'll go as quickly as I can here, but I think it's important that everybody understand uh, these things here. What's included in the DORA application? Map and survey of the proposed DORA boundaries and the acreage, which we already discussed. A general statement of the nature and types of establishments located in the DORA. That's actually Exhibit A. Obviously, they are primarily commercial in nature, including small-scale neighborhood retail, service businesses, professional uses, restaurants, and also some single-family housing and multifamily housing. A statement of that the DORA will have no less than four liquor permits. We've met that. And then a zoning map, and I think this is important too, uh, documenting that the proposed DORA is in accordance with the city zoning map. And that map is included in Exhibit A of the application. Just so you know, the properties on West Benson Street from Reading Road to Walkendorf in the DORA are zoned West Benson Street Mixed Use Design Review District. And then the properties that are on Reading Road from Halker to um, Kaler are zoned either Reading Road General Commercial or, uh, let's see, or downtown Reading Mixed Use Review. So they are compatible um, with, with the retail use. And then in Exhibit B, we have sample signs and a map showing the location and the spacing of the signs that indicate that you are entering or exiting a district and to drink responsibly. And those signs will be mounted and located at all street intersections along the boundary of the DORA. Next is we had to show that we have a public health and safety plan. And 
primarily this outlines the role of our police and fire departments with the DORA. So a uniformed officer will be assigned to DORA as part of their routine patrol duties with responsibility for <coughs> providing services within the DORA. If an above average number of people are in the DORA, the on-duty supervisor may assign additional officers or an officer specific, specifically to patrol the DORA. For planned events in the DORA that the chief determines, the, you know, this event is going to draw larger than normal attendance and it's going to require additional um, support, the organizer of the event will be required to hire that agency personnel. Then the fire department, their role, they're responsible, just like they are throughout the city, for providing fire, rescue, and EMS services within the DORA. And again, if the fire chief determines that uh, additional personnel is required, he, he can assign that. So the additional public service and safety measures, there's just three more that I want to hit on. The first one is in accordance with the state statute, beer, wine, and intoxicating liquor shall only be served and consumed in the official DORA cup. Uh, people cannot enter the premises of an establishment while possessing an open container of those spirits if it has been purchased elsewhere. Official cups produced and provided by the city. Each qualified permit holder must purchase cups from the city and the safety service director can withhold sale of cups to any establishment that he deems are not compliant with local, state, and federal laws. And cup charges will be collected if only used to fund the direct cost incurred by the city in the administration of the DORA or otherwise benefit the operation of the DORA. Finally, the permit holder's premises must be located in the DORA and the permit held by the permit holder must have a DORA designation. And then the last uh, requirement of the application was a sanitation plan. And I did a survey. There are actually, <clears throat> excuse me, 10 receptacles on Reading Road within the Dora, from Taylor to Hawker currently, and 15 on West Benson Street in the Dora District. Those receptacles will be serviced by the city on a regular basis and schedule. And the Director of Public Works will monitor those receptacles and coordinate for any additional collections if needed. And then additional receptacles may be moved or additional trash receptacles added at the discretion of the Public Works Director. Each qualified permit holder in the DORA shall be responsible for collection of litter near or around their premises. And, and um, so that's what was actually included in, in the application and I, I tried to be as thorough as possible. So if council ultimately approves the DORA, what will we need to do? It's pretty simple. We will send a copy of the application and a resolution that, that council will pass to the Division of Liquor Control and the Department of Public Safety Investigative Unit. And then they will then affix the DORA designation 
on the permits for the permit holders. Uh, the City Council will review the DORA at least every five years, and it will take about three weeks uh, once the state has all the information they need to process the application. So I'm finished with that. I'm looking forward to hearing from everyone, but before we do that, Katie Chico is the chair of the Laws and Contracts Committee of Council, and they they also, uh, let's see, that has Mr. Boehner, out here, Mr. Powell on it as well. And uh, they reviewed the application and had input into it as well. So um, I'd like her to finish the public hearing presentation and then the good part is to hear from everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you, Linda. Um, I would like to make a few remarks about my thoughts on adding a door in Reading. Um, I will admit that when I first heard about it, I was apprehensive. I live in the valley near the bridal district, and I grew up in Reading at a time when there were a lot more bars than there are now. So I did have my concerns. But once I learned more, my opinions changed. I have read a lot about Dora over these past couple years. I even set up a Google alert um, that, yes, would sometimes get confused with Dora the Explorer, but nonetheless, I read about what was happening in other cities across Ohio and why many were choosing to enact or looking to enact Doras. Here is a list of the current Doras just around the greater Cincinnati area. I have downtown Cincinnati at the banks. Milford's Dora includes Main Street, parts of Water Street, Lila Avenue, and Riverside Park. Loveland's Dora includes many local businesses, including Bishop's Quarter, Casual Pint, and others, and encompasses Nesbitt Park. The city of Hamilton was one of the first Doras in the greater Cincinnati area. Uh, Bellevue, now that is in Kentucky, and it's a little bit different than Ohio, but it's the same premise. Theirs is in their Bellevue Entertainment District. Deerfield Township's Dora encompasses the Deerfield Town Center. Um, there's other cities such as Cheviot, Montgomery, Mason, Liberty Township at their Liberty Center, Westwood, Middletown, Oxford, Wyoming, whose, city's ma whose, city's, whose city manager is quoted in Cincinnati Magazine saying it has been a boom for businesses, uh, Lebanon in their central business district, Marymount, Blue Ash and Summit Park, New Richmond, Ripley, Fort Thomas, Sharonville in their downtown loop, Covington in their entertainment district, and Harrison in the district. And more and more cities are looking at adding Doris. This is not something that is put in place willy-nilly, as Linda said. There is a lot of work that goes into this. A lot of research, mapping, surveying, meetings, talking to local businesses, and paperwork. Making sure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. I believe this process was started around two years ago by Nick Dietrich. Um, he was then the president of the Bridal District. He met with my committee and the Chamber of Commerce. A committee was formed within the Bridal District, as Linda said, to help move the process along. And that committee, as well as my committee, has since worked with the city's administration and Linda, our economic developer. There are a lot of reasons why I support ADORA and Reading now. Uh, one being that council actually holds a lot of power regarding DORA. If it is a disaster or causing problems and trouble, council holds the power to vote and eliminate the DORA or shorten the location. On the other hand, if it's a roaring success, council has the power to vote and expand the area for instance, if a developer is looking to build on Reading Road and wants to be included, we can vote to do so. And just a reminder that the Dora area is limit, limited, as Linda explained. Signs will be placed at all entrances and exits, and beverages must be in the official Dora Cup within that area. 
there is a public health and safety plan that has been approved by our police and fire chiefs as well as our safety service director and also a sanitation plan completed by our chief of public works another big reason why i support adora is because of the potential for development and a boost for our local economy so some people might say that i'm a dreamer or that i think too big for reading but i think we deserve it whether you live here work here or own a business or property here I see what other communities are doing, and I want that for us. I want to set a high bar for Reading and look towards the future. There's a possibility of the highway overpass coming down in a few years. That opens up a lot of land in Reading, land that could be developed and utilized. I hope that the Triangle Bike Trail will eventually connect through Reading and we can build off that. I recognize the importance of the Bridal District to our city's economy, and I feel like there's a lot that we can do in that area. I see potential all along Reading Road. We're a centrally located business or we're a centrally located city with access to three major highways. I want people to come here and shop, to dine, and to hang out. But I also want our current residents to do the same. We have a lot of great and unique restaurants and stores already with hopes of attracting more. And again, we deserve it. A Dora, I feel, is a step in the right direction in seeing this through. That's all I have. You know, and if I could from hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. Okay. We're still in the public hearing part. We'll, we'll let you time in just a second. Um, so, Linda, is that the end of your presentation? Yes. Okay. Okay. So then, then there is an audience participation uh, portion for that. Uh, but before we get to that, Chief Edens, would you care to speak on the subject? Moving on to public participation at this point. Now, uh, what I have here is a list of seven people, I believe, who in, uh, had intended on speaking on the subject. Is that correct? We have communications first, I believe. Communicate up. Oh, you right. See, we're kind of jumbled on the uh, <laughs> on our agenda. Kind of jumbled. So, thank you for reminding me of that. <laughs> okay, clerk, please read the communications regarding. Okay, uh, I have eight. Um, I have eight emails here. Uh, first one, I am the owner of Queen's Lace Dress Shop on Benson. The purpose of this note is to provide my support for the DORA program in the Reading Bridal District. I will not be able to join the meeting on June 6th and July 11th. I am 100% supportive of this program for the area. It will definitely enhance the experience for brides and their bridal parties. I think it would also encourage people to stay longer, likely resulting in more money being spent in the district for food and entertainment. Thank you for your consideration. Be well, Kim Krause, the Queen's Lace owner. Uh, number two, uh, dear Reading City Council and Mayor Bob Emmis, I apologize that I was not able to attend this meeting in person due to a previously scheduled family vacation, but I do appreciate the privilege and honor to have my letter read this, uh, read in this very important meeting. 
Since 2015, the Ohio Designated Outdoor Refreshment Area, DORA, has transformed the way people enjoy public spaces in Ohio communities. It has now spread to over 25 cities and towns across our great state. One of the most significant advantages of the DORA program is that it has revitalized downtown areas and boosted local economies. It has drawn people out of their homes and back into, the, into public spaces, helping to create a vibrant atmosphere that supports small businesses and tourism. With the amazing benefit of having the largest bridal district in America located in Reading, this would only further increase the experience of this destination. I vision the Reading Dora District would grow into pedestrian-friendly zones with outdoor seating, entertainment, and art installations that promote community engagement. The Dora program is so beneficial to both businesses and patrons by allowing people to shop, dine, and socialize in a safe environment while enjoying a drink. It gives patrons the chance to responsibly consume alcohol while exploring Reading's unique offerings and trying new places. It also allows existing businesses to extend their reach and increase sales. The draw of Dora and Reading would increase the growth of new businesses wanting to be part of our great district. As an owner of four businesses in the Reading Bridal District, I am 100% in favor of the Dora being implemented. Sincerely and respectfully, Alan Hill, Lace Bridal Couture owner. Uh, we are, uh, this is the third one, we are very enthusiastic about the prospect of the City, Reading, City of Reading having a designated outdoor refreshment area, DORA. As you know, our bar and restaurant is located in the heart of the Reading Bridal District, the largest bridal district in the U.S. We pride ourselves on being a popular local gathering place for Reading residents and businesses, but at the same time would like to strategically market our establishment to prospective brides and their families, as well as to people in the greater Cincinnati area region. Adora would help us reach this goal by attracting more patrons by offering them a safe and fun way to enjoy their favorite beverages while strolling along the historic West Benson Street. We have a deep and long-standing commitment to the City of Reading, given the fact that we live, work, and operate our business here. The DORA will capitalize and enhance all that is good about the City of Reading by giving local businesses an opportunity to expand their market, marketing base and spread the word about all that the City has to offer. Good luck on completing the DORA process, and please let me know how Red Wine & Company can help support this exciting initiative. Sincerely, Lindsay Redwine, Red Wine & Company owner. Uh, fourth, I am the owner of Strong's Brick Oven Pizzeria at 8794 Reading Road in the city of Reading. Since opening our pizzeria in December 2019, we have been warmly received by the Reading community and pleased with their efforts to support local business. I was not surprised then to hear that the city is proposing a designated outdoor refreshment area, DORA, to allow customers to purchase and consume alcoholic beverages within the designated boundaries of the outdoor DORA. It is my understanding the DORA would extend on Reading Road from Kaler Avenue north of Hawker at Avenue and within the Reading Bridal District. Hours will be Monday through Sunday, 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. 
the DORA is a wonderful way to capitalize on Reading's strong sense of community by allowing residents and patrons to mingle and stroll while enjoying their favorite alcoholic beverage. It will also generate untapped potential to trigger positive economic development and exposure for our pizzeria and Reading community in general. We are proud to be a business partner with the City of Reading, Reading Chamber of Commerce, and the Reading Bridal District, and we are excited to support the City's application to the Ohio Department of Commerce Division of Liquor Control for the DORA. Please let us know if there's anything else we can do to help make the DORA a reality. Sincerely, Amanda Knight, Strong, Strong's Brick Oven Pizzeria owner. All right, fifth email. We are excited to participate in the proposed designated outdoor refreshment <coughs> area, DORA, currently being proposed by the Reading Bridal District and the City of Reading. We are the proud owners, we are the proud owners of four businesses in the Reading District, and two of those uh, are permitted liquor holders, Lace Bridal Couture at 100 West Benson Street and uh, Winey Bride, thank you, Winey Bride at 218 West Benson Street. We are fully invested in helping to facilitate the continued success of the Reading Bridal District, the largest bridal district in the U.S. Not only do, do we own properties and businesses in the district, but Alan is a former president of the Reading Bridal District Board of Directors, and Kelly currently serves on the board, which was instrumental in preparing the DORA application. We wholeheartedly support this city's application for the DORA and believe it will attract even more people to the Reading Bridal District to enjoy the many services and special events offered each year, including the Fall in Love with the Bridal, Reading Bridal District Bridal Show and the Reading Holiday Walk. If adopted by the city, Reading City Council, our two establishment will agree to participate as a DORA designated permit holder in compliance with all applicable laws and provisions. Sincerely, Kelly and Alan Hill. Sixth email. Benson's Tavern is pleased to hear of the City of Reading's intention to designate the Reading Bridal District, West Benson Street from Reading Road west to Walkendorf Street, and Reading Road from Kaler Avenue to Hawker Street as a designated outdoor refreshment area, Dora. As a permitted liquor holder within the City of Reading, I heartily endorse the city's application for the DORA and believe it will provide a safe environment for our patrons to enjoy outdoor refreshments and camaraderie. Our restaurant bar recently reopened after a devastating fire. We anticipate that the DORA will attract new patrons to support our business and, uh, and the other businesses in the DORA. We see this as a game changer as we work hard to, as we work hard to reestablish our restaurant and bar. If adopted by the Reading City Council, our establishment will agree to participate as a DORA designated permit holder in compliance with all applicable laws and provisions. Sincerely, Benson's Tavern owner. Number seven, I am writing to voice our strong support for the city's proposal to designate an outdoor refreshment era, area, DORA, that would encompass West Benson Street from Reading Road west to all the Reading Corporation Line and Reading Road from Kaler Avenue to Hawker Avenue. The Reading Community Arts Center, 
Arts Center has recently celebrated its one-year anniversary. We are proud to provide the city and its residents our arts enrichment classes, an art gallery, and a beautiful venue for weddings and events. In addition to serving the local cultural arts center, we are working hard to expand recognition and use of our venue and offerings to those in the greater Cincinnati region. Having Adora will definitely help create an inviting and fun environment for people to enjoy the Arts Center. We see it as a way to attract additional patrons and build on the Reading Bridal District's unique brand. The Dora will also add the, to the vitality of the Reading Bridal District by responsibly easing outdoor drinker drinking restrictions during festivals and special events like the Fall in Love with the Reading Bridal District show and the annual holiday walk. We appreciate the city's efforts to support local businesses and stand ready to assist you in any way to help make the Dora a reality in Reading. Sincerely, Sandy Pierce Harsh, Executive Director, Reading Community Arts Center. And number eight, as a member of the Reading Chamber of Commerce's Board of Directors, a business leader and someone who cares about the ongoing success of this community, I am writing this letter to express my strong support for the DORA and urge you to consider its implementation. I believe that adopting it would be a significant step towards fostering economic growth, enhancing cultural experiences, and promoting a vibrant social atmosphere. The DORA represents an innovative approach to re revitalizing our public spaces and bringing people together. By designating a specific area where individuals can freely carry and consume alcoholic beverages in a controlled and regulated environment, we can unlock, we can unlock a host of benefits for both residents and visitors alike, as well as provide patronage to our businesses. This will create opportunities for our small businesses to thrive. The provision of Dora Cups, which can only be used within the designated area, will encourage patrons to explore various establishments, thus boosting sales and generating additional tax revenue for our city. This influx of commerce will not only support existing businesses, but also attract new ventures, ultimately leading to job creation and economic prosperity. Furthermore, the Dora will enhance our community's cultural experiences by providing a designated area for socializing and enjoying alcoholic beverages residents and visitors can gather in a uh, con convivial atmosphere fostering a sense of camaraderie and community spirit this will contribute to the overall vibrance vibrancy and livability in our city creating a welcoming environment for people of all ages and backgrounds Additionally, the DORA can serve as a venue for hosting special events, concerts, and festivals, attracting visitors from neighboring communities and bolstering our reputation as a destination for entertainment and cultural enrichment. It is important to note that the implementation of DORA does not imply a compromise on public safety, but rather allows for strict regulations and oversight to ensure responsible alcohol consumption. The establishment of clear guidelines regarding permitted areas, operating hours, and the monitoring of activities will help maintain order and prevent any, and prevent any potential misuse or abuse. Collaborations with law enforcement agencies and local organizations will further enhance public safety and address any concerns regarding potential negative impacts. In conclusion, the adoption of this DORA has the potential to bring numerous benefits to our community, including economic growth, 
enhanced cultural experience, experiences, and a more vibrant social atmosphere. I strongly urge you to consider and support this initiative as it aligns with the vision of a thriving and dynamic city. Thank you for your attention to this matter. I trust that you will consider the, position, the positive impact that the DORA will have in our community. Sincerely, Matthew E. Painter. Thank you. Yeah. Want to throw it lozenge? <laughs> I'm a pro. Okay, next up is audience asking participation for the proposed DORA. So we're going to have two audience participation sections. This one is just on the subject of the DORA. So if you were going to speak on the DORA, this will be your time. Uh, I have seven on a list already. Tim, are you one of them? Come on up. You can move that around however you need to. Go ahead. <laughs> I want to preach to council that we go ahead and approve this because I am for DORA and also all of the effects that it could do to the city. Um, with that being said, the only concern I would have is the plastic cups for recycling, something to that nature of a plan. What are we going to do? So that was my only concern. Very good. Thank you. I also forgot to mention, and I have to read this because the agenda is a little bit out of order. <coughs> you still have time left, by the way, if you need it. Uh, I'll, I'll read it verbatim. This is a meeting of the Council of Sitting of Reading made public for the conducting of business of council is not to be considered a community forum. For those who wish to address council, please approach the podium. State your name. I already knew your name. And you will be allotted five minutes to speak. When you're finished speaking, please return to your seat. And council members may comment or answer questions if needed. So. Sounded like you had a question. Does anyone on council have an answer? I, I can help. Go right ahead. Um, so initially, uh, Linda mentioned the uh, number of trash cans, and uh, that includes recycling cans around, around Reading. Um, we are getting new recycling cans and new trash cans uh, with the Reading Bridal District logo on. So there will be more, probably more than what she mentioned in the area uh, surrounding the district. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Melissa Lore. business beautiful memories wedding event planning is here in Reading um, and it will actually be within the, the Dora district um, I'm also on the board of directors for the Reading Bridal district the acting treasurer and I'm the chairperson for the fall in love wedding show uh, as a district we have been working really hard to make our district better and more inviting to visitors uh, as a destination location we have people coming from all over the country to visit our economy here and contribute to it. Um, we have seen the benefits of DORA in other areas. Uh, there is no statistical data uh, that shows an increase in crime or accidents, uh, which I was thankful to hear. And uh, I feel that the DORA will be an important addition to the future vitality of Reading as a city and as the Reading Bridal District. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Daniel Michael, are you here? Good. Hello. 
Hello, my name is Dan, and uh, I own Images by Daniel Michael over on West Benson Street, and I own the building, and I'm there a lot, and I'm there late, and so I figured I'd give a little bit of a personal testimony to what I've seen, and also just my thoughts of what it can do. Uh, obviously, uh, for businesses, I think this is a no-brainer. I think we've established that, but I'm going to go into it a little bit more, but uh, I think the biggest concern, of course, would be uh, safety and crime, and I think we've already established a little bit of that with uh, the fact that our, our police chief and fire chief support it and the statistics from other doors. I'll try to stay on point. Um, I think most of the fears are ba or most of the concerns are based in fear, not in reality and statistics. And I hope that our uh, our citizens in particular uh, realize that so they can feel uh, safe and comfortable. Uh, my own personal opportunity <coughs> for being right there in the middle of where everything is. Uh, my appointments tend to end sometime between 8 and 9 o'clock. I regularly host people, uh, whether it be for a cigar or just sitting around uh, or whatever the case may be, and have never once seen an issue uh, with violence or crime or anything in the area. I'm there on Fridays and Saturday nights when it's at its busiest. Uh, I'm there. Uh, St. Patrick's Day when people start drinking when they wake up and don't see an issue. And so I don't see any reason why that would change with the DORA. And in fact, I think it would be better because it would be more regulated. Uh, generally speaking, DORAs don't attract people that are going to drink from, or from noon until 10 and then harass our kids or our families or anything like that. They attract people that want to come for entertainment and spend money. I know we all hate money but um, I like it, so. <laughs> um, our bar and entertainment scene in this city is, is dying. It used to be the bar capital of the world, and now it's hard to even keep them open, and when they do, uh, there's only a handful that can even stay open until two o'clock on the weekends, which would have been unheard of here 10 years ago, even five years ago. Uh, and when it was the bar capital of the world, our kids were safe, our families were safe, I don't know what vandalism was like because I wasn't really here, but I imagine the crime rates weren't much different. Uh, and um, let's see, where am I at here? I skipped some stuff. Uh, what we're doing by trying to create a Dora is just trying to keep up with what everybody else is doing. Uh, you heard Katie's list. They're, they didn't, they're, they're not popping up everywhere simply because uh, they create more crime and because um, they don't make money. It's obviously the opposite. It's good for the city, it revitalizes the city, and we need it, and our businesses need it. Uh, it's gonna generate more income, jobs, property values, branding for both Reading and also for the Reading Bridal District. And uh, just to paint a little picture, imagine you're at the Memorial Day Parade. You get down there, it's like, you know what, I'm gonna pop in and grab a drink. And you sit there and have a drink while you're at the bar, while you're in, or while you're at the parade. While you're in there, you see the lunch specials. You know what, I'm gonna take my family to lunch afterwards. Then you got somebody else comes down. You know, uh, after the parade, they've got a two-man acoustic over at the bar. We're gonna go hang out, have some lunch. Now you start attracting people from outside of the city. And then all of a sudden, Memorial Day Parade is an all-day event. And you start seeing more and more things along these lines and it generates business across the board. You have a, a group coming in from out of town to go shopping for dresses. The moment they're done shopping for dresses, they leave Reddit. We want to keep them here and this is a really easy way to get it started and we just need to uh, have a plan going forward with the businesses and everything to uh, generate some of that business so I think the list of pros goes on and on and on 
and the list of cons is very limited and most of it is not based in fact. So I've got. Thank you. Yeah, Nick Dietrich. Dietrich. Sorry, no T, right? My name is you, you can pick that up and hold it if you wish. It would be easier for you. You can Good. do that. So my name is Nick Dieterich. Uh, my wife Renee and I own White Wisteria Bridal Boutique on the corner of Reading and Benson. Uh, I'll try to keep this short and sweet. I think there were some fantastic points made by the previous speakers. Um, but we support the DORA. We feel this is an excellent opportunity for growth and revenue for the city. Uh, we also want to echo that there has been very little or no statistical evidence of DORAs leading to increases in crime. They've been shown to be self, safe and beneficial. Uh, as business owners, it's something we do take seriously. We understand the concerns of people that are also concerned about that. We don't want our windows getting busted out or graffiti all over our walls. Uh, the, the statistics don't fact that that's going to happen. Uh, they show the contrary, that there will be a boom to business here uh, that's going to bring new people in and it'll be better regulated uh, in the area. Uh, and lastly, too, we, we kind of want to echo the point that Katie made that uh, this is reversible, this is alterable. Uh, if in a year from now we see, holy cow, this has just gone awful and uh, the city's a mess, guess what? We take the signs down, done. Uh, but I'm hoping for the contrary that. Uh, a year from now, we see, wow, this is fantastic. Look at all these new businesses moving in, people interested in investing in our city. Uh, and uh, we get to start looking at how we can make this even better. Uh, appreciate your time. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Brad Daniels. And folks, these are just the people who gave their names to Carla before we got started. So at the end of the list that I have, I'll ask for other people. Go ahead. My name is Brad Daniels. There's a lot that's already been said. So uh, I'm current president of Reading Chamber of Commerce, but I did want to add, um, I wanted to come before council and show our support uh, for the Reading Chamber of Commerce for the door project for the city of Reading. Uh, we as a board think that this will increase the right foot traffic in the business district and help our local businesses. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Debbie you. <coughs> Peak. Floral Boutique with my family. Um, Mayor Bemis, council members, thank you so much for your time. Tonight I am here as a lifelong resident of the Valley, born and raised in Reading. I'm a small business owner for almost 30 years with my mother, Kathy Morrissey, also a lifelong resident of Reading. We moved our business five years ago back home from to Reading from Eastgate. I got involved with the RBD. The membership is absolutely amazing and watching us grow and do this Dora has been a, an absolute thrill. I'm hoping that you guys support us and that you guys pass this. The RBD membership is definitely on board. The community will benefit, will benefit as well. I feel like business growth will be amazing. Um, as Nick had mentioned, or I don't know if Nick mentioned or not, but Nick actually started this whole thing I am the current president of the RBD, and we have all worked together to get this um, presented to you. And we did that on May 2nd and got a unanimous approval by all of you to accept the application. 
and I encourage you to pass it this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. Tony Hertz. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. And uh, first of all, I'm a member of our offices of the Reading Bridal District. And contrary to what's been said, that I was going to bring 100 people here to oppose it is obviously not true. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. And uh, also, contrary to probably what most of you here, with the exception of a few people who live within a few blocks of the Bridal District, I live in the Bridal District, literally been there 78 years to be frank and just about two weeks three weeks ago I know Chief Edens is obviously aware of it we had multiple gunshots taking place to the rear of our property in the bridal district and it happened about 1 30 in the morning then it happened again at five o'clock in the afternoon now I'm not opposed to the Dora necessarily I am opposed to uh, rushing into things that people should fully understand how it does work and I am concerned about that so I want to make sure that I understand it clearly if you purchase a alcoholic beverage at a particular bar a licensed facility you cannot carry that alcoholic beverage into any other business other than the bar from whence you took it if it still has alcohol in it Maybe I'm not correct I hope that's correct you can't take a, a drink of alcoholic beverage that you purchased at uh, you know, Benson's and take it into any bridal shop. Then. You can take it into a bridal shop as long as they're a member of... They're not a licensed facility. They're not serving. I, I hope that that's correct, Chief. I'm not sure that's correct, but I think we need to check it out thoroughly and maybe the law. You cannot take it into another liquor establishment, I, I understand, unless it's empty correct so you can take the cup you can take the cup in you can take any alcohol to another liquor establishment correct you, you can, can take it you cannot take it into an establishment that's not a liquor facility unless it's empty you can take it into one of the bridal stores as long as they are supporting i hope you're correct and i would like to see that clarified and hopefully the law director if, he, if you're correct chief so be it but I'd like to know more about it because I, I don't have any problem. You know, I live where uh, the bridal district is. My office has been there 51 years. Been practicing law 51 years. Hope to get good at it. I keep practicing. But nevertheless, I am concerned. I'll have a drink on my patio and I'll have people come over. But when I have six, seven gunshots going off, to the rear of my property, which is located in the bridal district at 1.30 in the morning. Then it happens again at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and I find shell casings in Church Street and bullet rounds going through my back fence. I do become a little more apprehensive than of having alcoholic beverages wandering around my neighborhood. I'm not going to be a hypocrite about that. We are members of the bridal district, Gertz Law Firm, by the way. So it's not like we're opposed to the bridal district. In my opinion, we wouldn't even have a bridal district had not 1983 Bob Ashbrock and the business owners on Benson Street and our administration created a new environment for the growth that happened. 
because that would not exist. We did a complete streetscape improvement of Vance's Street to create the environment that ultimately became the bridal district. We didn't know what it was going to be. I'm glad it is what it is, and I'm happy with it, and I want it to grow. You know, we have clients there. I've worked with Mom and Dad for a long time over the years. I've known Mom and Dad all my life almost. But I am apprehensive. I want the rules to be known about it correctly and that everyone understands it. I won't say how I became aware of it, but there are bridal shops when they sell $10,000. I hope they sell $20,000 worth of bridal equipment and dresses. They celebrate by breaking out champagne. Now, that gets me worried, because they don't have a liquor license, do they? And I don't know that that's going to create a greater problem. I hope it doesn't. But then if you've got an empty Dora cup, and you walk out and they give you a whole glass of champagne because you want to walk up to Terry Wellings uh, and you get some jewelry and you jaywalk, where does the vicarious liability laws come into play? And who is liable if somebody gets hit? or causes an accident. I think we need to make these rules extremely clear to all of the people who are going to be participants in this. Because I don't know, my limited knowledge about vicarious liability concerning the city. Tony, I gotta call time on you. I hate to do it, but gotta call time on you unless uh, somebody right. wants to vote to extend it. I've got a lot to say about this, but I'm concerned about it because vicarious liability I'm concerned to fall back on the city of Reading. I've never seen it. I, don't, I still do personal injury work. And if somebody gets hurt because the city allowed something and didn't thoroughly evaluate it, then I'll call Dave tomorrow and maybe we can discuss the vicarious liability laws and whether it's a governmental function or a proprietary, a proprietary uh, function as to whether or not we have uh, vicarious liability concerns me. I am upset. Oh, no, I don't care. I, I'm, give me the broader gag rule five. But I don't. Uh, I don't propose to walk out of here when it was put across the whole bridal uh, group that Tony Gertz was going to bring a hundred people in here to oppose this thing, and that frustrates me. With that. I've known you for a long time. I hired you here. If you remember. Thank you, Tony. Any other? Members of the audience wish to speak on the subject of the Dora. Please step up, state your name. Hey guys, I'm Rob Eberhardt. I am the vice president of the Reading Chamber of Commerce and owner of Slingshot Solutions. We have uh, 12 years as a business in Reading. I'm not going to talk about what I think might happen. I want to share with you actually what I have seen happen where I live. I live in Hamilton, which is one of the Dora cities. Uh, this is our third year there, and it was actually when we, there's a whole story about how we got there, but we were surprised by Hamilton's downtown. It was very lively, and uh, that was one of the things that ended up attracting us to it. And I didn't even know at the time that there was a Dora, but I, I figured it out when I saw families walking around and mom and dad would have drinks on the street and the kids were having fun. They seemed very free to get around and uh, that wasn't something I had seen. 
What I did not see was any trouble. Uh, I saw families enjoying the Dora, and uh, that's something I thought would be really cool here. Live music happens there, out in public spaces there, and I'd love to see that here. Um, as a business owner, one of the things that I end up doing is having lunches with business contacts a lot. And uh, I love a good lunch outside Alfresca. I did that over at Red Wine today, actually. And uh, <clears throat> a beer is a great way to have a business meeting sometimes, too. So um, that's something that, uh, that I, I, I've thought about would be, would be good. Uh, I did have an experience about a year ago, actually. <clears throat> I had my son interviewing to work for a business locally. And he needed about an hour for that. And I had time to kill. And I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to sit on this park bench. It was a beautiful day. It was the spring of last year. Beautiful day. I want to grab a beer and sit on this park bench. I can't. Um, I'd love to be able to do that. That's all. That's it. Thanks. Thank you. Anyone else in the audience wish to speak on the subject of the Dora? Hi, my name is Pat Ormond, um, and I am not here to speak in favor or against the Dora. I don't know enough about it. However, that uh, the first gentleman that came up here and spoke um, asked about recycling, and that warmed my heart. Um, so I just want to real quickly say that through some very forward thinking, even before I had honestly heard about Dora, but through forward thinking between the, the city of Reading and Hamilton County and, and We Thrive in, in Reading, our, our community volunteer group, um, we were able to get a lot of money to place new garbage cans and matching recycling cans throughout our city park system and on Benson and, and part of Reading. Um, and so what you will see um, by the time the door opens is brand new trash cans paired right next to recycling cans. The garbage will say landfill on it because we want everybody to actually know where it goes, not necessarily what it is. It's going to the landfill and those will be in black cans. And we have blue cans that will actually say recycling on them. Um, and they will be strategically placed up and down Benson and again, part of Reading Road right next to each other. So you know, we just ask people to make the right choice about it. Um, I have not seen a Dora Cup. But as long as the Dora Cup has a number one, two, or five on the bottom, it will be recyclable. So maybe that's even something proactively we could shop for is a Dora Cup that's a one, two, or five. Um, those red and blue solo cups, unfortunately, are not recyclable, and that's just good information for everybody in Reading. Um, but we would definitely love to see everybody recycle those cups if they're done with them, and certainly you're pop cans and bottles, water bottles, etc. Um, I was with Mark Bishop at the Memorial Day Festival and we actually gathered more recycling at that festival than trash was gathered. And I, that was probably a first for Reading and it was a wonderful experience. So, you know, if the door comes to fruition, you know, please, please look for our new cans. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Ormond. Any others? I thought I saw somebody else pop up. Sorry, Andy. My name is Amy Riggler. I live at 640 Jefferson. 
I don't know whether I'm for or against the Dora. Um, it seems like I pick up um, the little one-shot flasks up and down Reading Road already, so I don't think it matters because they're already doing it. Um, I like the idea of Benson Street becoming a Dora because um, I could see that being a boom. I don't know how it's going to work on Reading Road. But it would be nice if we could block off Benson Street and make the whole street a walking street anyway from Wackendorf to Reading Road because you scalloped the sidewalks to make parking spots. And sometimes it's hard to just get people past where you've cut it in. And if you're going to have throngs of people, you're going to have problems on the sidewalks. Okay? Um, and I don't have a problem with you blocking it off at Jefferson because right now they get off the highway and they fly down Jefferson like they're on the highway. So if you blocked it off, they might have to go another way anyway. And their semi is trying to make a turn onto Jefferson from or Benson from Jefferson, taking out the stop sight lights and getting stuck. And we're just getting more businesses and more semis going through there. So if they're not allowed past the, the um, bridge over into Lachlan, that might help that problem too. Either that or you're going to have to make that intersection bigger. So that's my thought about it. The other thought is you're going to have to make sure that these people are safe walking around because I walk dogs in this city and people in cars look past me like I'm a phone pole and I'm in their way. And I don't want anybody ending up like the people in Covington that were run over by the speeder eluding the police. So barriers need to be considered wherever you're putting a door and there's gonna be people lounging. Okay, so that I want to be a part of the safety concern. Okay? So that's my only input. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else on the Dora, on the subject of the Dora? Anyone else? All right, going <coughs> once, going twice. All right. So we'll start with counsel, Mr. Boehner. Yeah, I have a question. I, I've asked this question before, and I don't think I really got an answer. Uh, what about the number of uh, poor lets or uh, restrooms going to be available in the door. Do you have an answer on that one? How many portalettes are going to be available? That, that has not been run by me at this point. You know, I think liquor establishments will have restrooms and restaurants have the restrooms. And I don't know if we've had portalettes for the, the bridal bash or, or, you know, for other things on uh, Benson Street in the past. So. And, and again, if it becomes an issue, people, this is an ongoing matter for us. You know, my job and, and, and my team's job here at City Hall is public safety all day, every day. And we're apprehensive about public safety all day, every day. You know, third graders come here every year and we tell them this building never closes, never. We're open every second, every minute of every day with public safety being our priority. And this, this door district, people are gonna have to abide by the laws it, it, it doesn't allow people to get obnoxious, rude, belligerent, destructive in any way, shape, or form. And uh, we will need help with that as 
I tell the third graders every year here, if you see something, say something. You know, if you see somebody getting out of line, give us a call. We will respond as quickly as possible. We were members of mutual aid, and we were, are bent here, again, every second of every minute of every day, having Reading be the safest place it can be, and we're not going to allow it uh, uh, to, get, to get bad here. You know, council has its abilities to put an end to it. Um, if we see it going bad, administration will pressure them heavily to do that. But again, you know, walk around with a door cup just doesn't give you the right to do anything anytime to anybody. You know, you're, you're to be polite, respectful, uh, abide by laws, and, and be safe. And if not, um, our job's to uh, take care of you and help you out and get you to where you need to go. So it has, we have spent hours here, hours. I was very apprehensive, you know, very apprehensive of the city's liabilities. We have spent hours in staff meetings. Police chief looked into it very, very heavily. Fire chief, our, our safety and services directors, director, none of us took this lightly. And none of us will take it lightly from here forward, not for a minute. Now, you know, we, we do have, we are a relatively safe city. I know that as well. I'm, I'm about fourth or fifth generation of Reading. You know, I attend our business roundtable meetings, our top 10 CEOs, get nothing but compliments on safety here. The Chamber of Commerce, the Reading Bridal District have been very active with these, this issue. It has been discussed and, and talked over and over again. But again, you know, it won't end if, if it passes. We're here for public safety all day, every day, so. Well, I, I'm, I was on the committee, Bo, and I'm not, I'm not against the door. But this problem, the reason I ask this question, this problem's happening right now with some, around some of the bars in Reading. Is what problem? It's happening right now. It'll be by WAGs, by Foley's. This is what I've heard the complaints. They chase people off. They don't know who they are. They don't think to call the police about it. But there's, it's been a problem off and on. Not all the time. And what's been a problem? I'm sorry. They're, they're using their yard as a, a bathroom instead of going inside. And that's why I thought I better ask that question. And people need to call us. I got a call about that here recently. I said, you know, somebody's doing that. You have to call. You know, it's the same way with speeding. It's the same way with littering. It's the same way with vandalism. Um, we need people's help. We need people's help. It's the, if you see something, say something, call us. And you know, it's gotten easier to tell you the truth and it saved the city quite a bit of money. 911 is, is now our dispatch system. Gets to us quicker. So. Bob, to answer your question, because um, as you know, I mean, being on the committee, we did talk about that, about portalettes and whatnot. Um, and uh, yeah, if that's an issue with public urination, that's obviously happening without the DORA in place. So um, it will be the same number of that there is now with the restaurants and, and whatnot. Um, I've been to several other areas that have DORAs, and, and I don't think any of them, unless they're having a special event or something, has any kind of portalettes or anything set up and I, I mean it's the same case if you're at a restaurant and you're having a drink or eating or whatever you use their restroom so I don't really if for within the Dora I don't really see that being an issue for those that are partaking well I always have brought it up again but I think people uh, were promoting people walking outside drinking that's fine we don't have necessarily have a place for them to sit down and talk or whatever we don't have that kind of uh space right now 
maybe eventually we will. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if the people are walking around with a drink, there's always that possibility. Okay, anybody else on council wish to? I just wanted to throw in my two cents. Uh, you know, some of the cities that Ms. Chico mentioned, you know, Loveland the, and Bishop's Quarter area, you know, I take my family and I take my money out of town to go visit there. I take my family and I take my money to Summit Park to go visit there. And I took a trip with some friends just on Sunday uh, down to the banks and happened to have a pretty lengthy conversation with a police officer that was assigned to it. And he says it's smooth sailing, the easiest beat he's ever had. Uh, just says it's, it goes smoothly all the time in a much bigger area there. So uh, I think it would be outstanding for us. Mr. Bishop. Thank you. Um, I do want to say to Mr. Gertz, I'm, I, I'm very concerned about the shooting um, that happened. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up and talked about it. Um, I would say that that is uh, uh, kind of a separate issue from the, the, the door we're talking about. Um, I think that needs to be addressed also. Um, uh, Mr. Speaker talked about the barricades on the, on the street. Um, when we do a special event, we barricade it. Um, I'm not sure with the through traffic that that street generates, it'd be practical to barricade it on a frequent basis. Um, and we will keep a close eye on the progress of the door, um, safety and everything else that happens uh, in the area. Um, I agree we probably need benches and places for people to sit and congregate, so more open space would be nice eventually. And, and we may have to take a look down the road at the possibility of a, of a public restroom at some point. Uh, that may happen down the road when that bridge comes down and things open up at the end. There may be a need for that. Um, otherwise, I think it's a, it's a, uh, a good proposal for the, for, the, for the city. Anyone else? No? Any other comments? No? All right. So, with all of that being done, I think need you have a, one more. Uh, we do have one more. Come on up. State your name. Microphone run. <coughs> What's that? Microphone cord get to her. Yeah, you can, you, that's even better if you can just drag that over to her. Mary Lynn, no problem. They'll try to bring it. Yep, she, go. she wants to motivate on her own. That's good. My name is Mary Lynn Eberl, and I live at 431 Pike Street. I've lived at Reading all my life, but five years. I'm very upset about this because I don't, I live close to Benson Street, and I know that I've had a lot of people that throw garbage in my garbage cans. I'm only one person, and I know that my garbage is, they're just throwing it already in there. The um, problem that Mr. Vayner brought up with the bathrooms. I don't want that happening. I don't want him coming to my house to ask me to use my bathroom, and I don't want him peeing in my yard or any public. It's not a public. Um, we don't have any public restrooms that they're going to use. I don't see that. That's not going to be a plus for me. There's a lot of cons that I have for this. I've heard a lot of pros about it increasing the bridal district, but I don't see why if there's shopping for a bridal dress why did they need to go in and get drunk looking for a bridal dress and i don't see these people that want to go in and have a drink or a meal they can go into the restaurant they don't need to carry it all around the street i'm uh, i'm opposed to this totally 
I understand that the vital district is, is important, and I, I want Reading to thrive, but I don't think this is the way to go about it. I think there's other things that, that the um, Mrs. Fitzgerald can do to get a lot of more businesses in Reading. I don't see that happening. There's a lot of empty space that they, when they tore down Reading Community Schools, what of that space is there's nothing there. There's a few soccer fields, which they, I, I mean, that's not benefiting Reading income. I think there's, there can be a lot of different ways that they could, there could be a, a lot of different proposals that could be ex extended. Um, I think there's, there's gonna be a lot of crime and trash that comes in to do this. I've had a neighbor have her window broken into. They're trying to steal her car. I don't, I don't want that happening. That all kinds of people that don't live in Reading, they're going to come, and I don't see them coming and being. When they're getting drunk, they're not going to be caring about our safety, my safety, and I live there, and I don't want this to affect me. It makes me afraid that this is going to happen. So. That's what I, I wanted to express my opinion. I don't, I don't see the benefit of this bringing a lot of income to the Reading by just having a few places that they can sit and drink. If they want to sit outside, they can go down Benson's and sit outside. There's a space out there. There's plenty of parks, uh, places on, at, at that are houses that they have places they can sit outside if they want to bring people to their homes. But I don't want my home subjected to this kind of stuff. I don't. So I just want to give my opinion. I hope that some of these council people would listen to me. So thank you for your attention. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. All right, last call for audience participation. Okay, seeing none and all comments from council finished, uh, seek a motion to end the public hearing. I'll make a motion. Second. So a motion by Mrs. Adichico, uh and a second by Mrs. Kroger to end the public meet or the public hearing. Uh, all in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? So that is at 839. So moving on. Okay. Reading of communications, other communications that are not DORA related. No, sir. None. Okay. No guest speakers. I thought we did the library. Uh, that, yeah, well, the library. they're not. They're not as <laughs> guest guest speakers. And actually, I'm going to back up one because again, this is slightly jumbled. Um, we're going to go back to audience asking participation on any other subject, and the library people can be there. Yes. yes please come Absolutely. up use the microphone you. you can you can hold it walk around if you want to no worries thank you so much uh thank you mr mayor and council i appreciate just five minutes i'll keep my eye on the clock there um i'm paula bremheger and i am the library's executive director so i'm the executive director of the entire cincinnati hamilton county public library with me here 
um, is my silent partner tonight is Travis Castleberry. You may know him because he's your branch manager here in Reading at your fabulous Reading branch. I have given you all a brief informational packet. It should say the Northeast Planning Zone, so hopefully you all have the correct one. And I just came by tonight to update you on what's been going on with the library, specifically what's been happening since we passed our 2018 uh, one mill levy uh, with the generous support of the voters across Hamilton County, which we greatly appreciate. So we're actually in the fifth year of implementing our 10-year facility master plan, and the document that you have relates to that. That master plan was developed in 2018 and 2019. We talked to people across the county at libraries in every neighborhood. We have 41 libraries, 40 branch libraries, and the main libraries. We have a lot of buildings and a lot of square footage. All in, that's about a million square foot of public space. 500,000 of it is downtown at the main library, and the rest of it is throughout the county at the other branches. So we had a facility master plan because in 2018 we knew we needed facility improvements. We, like everybody else, has aging infrastructure. That's like the magic word of the recent era, and it is true. So we've been moving along that for a little bit of background. When we approached the facility master plan, we had um, the average time since a building in our library system had been built or renovated was 43 years. Uh, we had several buildings that are more than 100 years old. And in 2018, uh, we had three buildings that were completely handicapped inaccessible. So if you could not do steps, you could not get in the library. That was Walnut Hills, Price Hill, and Madisonville. Walnut Hills, being the oldest of all of our branch libraries, uh, opened in the early 19th century. For 100 years, you couldn't get in there. So we had a lot of work to do. We're five years in, and I want to come and tell you what we've been doing with it. Uh, that includes making all of our locations at least partially handicap accessible. Price Hill reopened, had been renovated, was a about a $7.8 million renovation. We invested in that community, which is economically often struggling. Uh, that is now handicap accessible with an elevator, the original building in addition. Walnut Hills is another one. It was a beautiful original building and had not been uh, maintained to the degree I think it should have been. So we have renovated that and added on, fully accessible, elevator, the whole deal. And Madisonville just opened this spring. We were not able to renovate the original building, so we moved across the street in partnership with a residential development there on the first floor. So we have a couple that remain handicapped inaccessible. However, in the Northeast Planning Zone, which is where you are, you are one of the planning zone. We have five of them. You are planning zone with, I believe, nine branches, and they are the newest, really, set of branches in the county. You have a really nice library situation, your own writing branch was redone. It's beautiful, heavily used, wonderful meeting rooms. I hope you all go over there, uh, 2015. So the planning zone here, I'm coming to update you because there's a lot going on throughout the county. You may not be seeing quite as much. We do have plans to refresh and do a light renovation over at Sharonville. And Travis and I were just talking about doing some technology and possibly other furniture improvements at Reading because we are doing strategic investments at all of our locations, not just the ones that are getting a big 
redo. So I'm here to tell you because I take public dollars very seriously, as I'm sure you all do. And when people vote to give you a one mil levy for 10 years, I feel like you should come out and tell them what's been going on. So that's what I'm here to tell you about. And again, I think I've spent four, four minutes so far, so I want to leave a quick minute for any questions you might have. But before I finish on a slightly unrelated note, I have been going out across the county and talking to elected officials like you, both in the city of Cincinnati and across the county. And I just want to say, as both the library director, but also as a personal citizen here of Cincinnati and Hamilton County, how much I appreciate all that you do. These meetings are a lot of work, and I know that uh, you're all here voluntarily, and you really um, make the civic fabric of the entire community work without you. You know, things like libraries are impossible. So I do appreciate what you do. I do appreciate all of the effort you put into your civic um, duty. So that's just an aside. I'm not just kissing up. I mean that you are very, I think it's very important and I appreciate it. I'm happy to answer any questions. I did try and get that short and sweet. I know Travis comes to let you know what's going on at Reading, but I did want to just put a little larger context to make sure you knew the library does a lot of business. People still use libraries like crazy. You have great spaces at Reading. Space is a resource, is a big deal. You have a big meeting room, several small meeting rooms with nice technology. So we're trying to make what you have here at the Reading branch more the typical experience of people across the county uh, for their library, a modern, accessible library. I think that was six minutes, but I Good appreciate job. it. Good job. Like five, five minutes, 15 seconds. Council, any questions? No, no, thanks no, for coming no, in. No. Thanks what, for what entire, you do. Thank you. And the entire plan, it's three volumes. It's available on the website because I got a lot of branches. So if you if you need a little uh, light reading, you can take a look at the website and check out my entire facility master plan. <laughs> we love our library. I mean, thank it, you. It's very well used. So yes, it is. Appreciate, appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So no further communications, no guest speakers, no executive session. On to guest and administrative official reports. Oh, so, sorry, backing up. It is, well, I'll back it up. Go ahead. Okay. If this is not on the door, because we already no, did door. door. Right, go ahead. This is me, part two. My name's Pat Orman, 2720 Maple Tree Court. Um, and I just um, here really to speak for and promote the Independence Day Fireworks Festival with the American Legion Post 69. Um, we just came off of a very, the city came off of a very successful Memorial Day weekend festival. Um, we were there all four days and enjoyed every minute of it. Um, and for the last year, um, a very small group of people at, at the Post 69 have been working to put together our fireworks weekend. And um, I know that festival has fallen into a little bit of disrepair over the years, but this year we have worked really hard to make it a whole lot better. Um, if you go to the festival this year, uh, July 1st and 2nd, that's a Saturday and Sunday, um, you will see some new games, you will see some new food offerings. But the biggest thing you're going to see out in the field at Koenig Park is actual activities for the kids. Now it's not, you know, it's not quite the carnival that we had at Memorial Day, but we have access to a series of inflatables that will be monitored by volunteers out in the field, and for for uh, a buck each or a ten dollar um, all day 
pass for the kids. They can get on um, a bouncy house and an obstacle course and a high slide and a Jacob's Ladder, and I think it's going to be a blast there out in the field. Um, fireworks, of course, Sunday night at 10 p.m., and Reading Fireworks, I'll tell you, I was there last year, and I think they just get better and better and better, and we're certainly on par with the fireworks at Blue Ash nowadays, um, which is absolutely wonderful. Um, one of the things we really, really need, though, we need a lot of volunteers to help us out. And I know there was a whole lot of great volunteers that came out for the Memorial Day Festival. Um, and I hope we can get some of them to join us um, monitoring those inflatables and other children's activities and games and things under the shelter. Um, we are using an electronic system to sign up. It's Sign Up Genius, which we're um, we've posted a couple times already, and we'll continue to post on the uh, various Facebook platforms uh, that we have here in the city. And um, we're really just asking for an hour, an hour and a half, you know, worth of time to come down and 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 help our our legion um, celebrate what makes America so great. Um, and I hope everybody gets a chance to to come out and visit us. Um, the festival itself runs. Um, I believe I want to say 5 to 11 each day, but the inflatables for the kids will actually be open at noon and there will be some food and drinks under the shelter also. So even if you're not coming for the evening's activities, you know, please bring your kids out to, to see the uh, play on the inflatables again, you know, uh, a, a buck each or, or $10 for all day. Um, that's, a, that's a pretty good deal for some, for some kids outdoor time. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. All right. Any others before I move on again? <laughs> All right. No more audience participation. Good. All right. Back to guest administrative official reports. Mayor Bemis. Yeah. Thank you, Dwight. You know, one of the first things uh, since it was brought up, the, the central school property where you see the soccer fields are, are owned by our Reading schools. And it, it's theirs to do with as they wish. And, and if they, they are holding it in case they need it for future school buildings. Um, we work very hard with them to get that for soccer fields. But again, that's nothing that Linda Fitzgerald can do anything about at this time. It's owned by the schools. Uh, if anyone opted out of our electric aggregation program and would like to be back in, please call Energy Alliance at 513-794-5555. Uh, for the average home in Reading, you can say you can save approximately $30 a month. A lot of families, a lot more than that, especially if you have a pool. So again, call Energy Alliance, 513-794-5555. On May 22nd, the Fifth Third Bank in our city was robbed. The suspect was found on Third Street in his home and was shot by a police officer when he opened his back door and aimed a gun at one of our officers. Uh, we want to thank all the police departments that responded to assist us, including Amberley Village, Lachlan, Wyoming, Evendale, Hamilton County SWAT, and the FBI was invo involved because it was a bank robbery. We are very thankful that no one else was hurt. Uh, Chief Eden sent out uh, thank you notes to each department that assisted us. Um, we remind people, please lock your vehicles and don't keep valuables in your vehicles. In warmer weather, more people are out, they're walking the streets later. Um, you can save yourself a lot of problems and us a lot of effort if you lock your cars and put valuables inside or in the trunk. 
As always, please call our police when you see any suspicious or illegal activity, and please report any vandalism immediately. Again, we need people's help if we're going to be the safest city we can be. Uh, we ask people to slow down as you drive and keep your eye open for pedestrians. You know, please encourage everyone to slow down. Our farmer's market is open every Friday from 4 to 7 p.m. at the corner of Vine Street and Reading Road. Excellent vendors, excellent things to be had. Uh, in any way, our farmer's market will be open every Friday, again, 4 to 7 p.m. until September 29th. We have applied for funding from the next round of SORTA Transit Infrastructure Fund Grants. Um, and this time we're going after help for Landy Lane and Keller Avenue. Uh, SORTA is the Southwest Ohio Regional Transit Authority. Uh, to remind everybody, we were awarded $265,000 to repay Columbia Avenue from Reading Road to Lachlan uh, that we received from the first round of this grant opportunity. Um, I want to thank everyone who worked so hard to make sure we had another awesome Memorial Day parade, the 114th uh, consecutive annual parade in our community. I think it's the third or fourth longest in our country, and it was absolutely awesome again. But our American Legion, uh, the parade committee that meets at the Legion, our Reading Police, our Fire Department, Public Works Department, each worked very, very hard to prepare, to prepare for this parade and really for the whole weekend. And they do that every year and, and take a lot of pride in it. Um, I also want to thank everyone who marched in the parade, everyone who lined our streets. Uh, I want to thank ESP Media, who's filming our council meetings these days. You know, they came out and filmed the parade. They were at the program at the cemetery and provided the sound system there, the best we've had in years. You know, it's always been uh, difficult for the Legion to throw together a sound system and hoped it worked. So ESP, we thank you very, very much. Um, you know, for your efforts. You know, again, Memorial Day is, is, is about honoring those who gave their lives so that, that we can enjoy the, the freedoms we enjoy every day. And uh, again, it's a special weekend here and, uh, you know, love what happens here and hope in the future more people make it to the cemetery again to honor those who gave their lives. Um, the VYO's Memorial Weekend Festival was another great success. Thanks to the many volunteers who worked, uh, all who played softball and basketball, all who attended. You know, one of the nicest festivals anywhere, and, and uh, it's wonderful each and every year. And, you know, some of that VYO board now, uh, I think, is reaching close to 35 consecutive years of long, hard hours, as Shelly could tell you a lot about, and my sister and Barb Hudson and, and many, many others, many, many others. I think my sister says she has to fill over 700 volunteer spots for a four-day weekend, I believe she tells me. So, and again, the VYO keeps over 300 boys and girls busy six months a year, basketball, softball, baseball, and it, all kids play. And it's about learning fundamentals and sportsmanship and, and how to play the games. Um, so appreciate everybody's efforts there. The UC Community Band will be performing at Caney Park on Saturday, June 17th at 7 p.m. Come and enjoy an evening of patriotic Americana music. I believe it's a 70-member band. It's quite impressive. Again, Saturday, June 17, 7 p.m. And want to thank our Historical Society for their efforts in putting that together. Our American Legion Festival will be on July 1st and 2nd. We allow the Legion each year to pick that. They choose not to compete with other communities on July 4th for fireworks. We do have an excellent display. and. Uh, they do need volunteers and, and uh, a lot of them, and we need people to show up and support our Legion. They deserve our support. 
you know, they spend their time supporting veterans and veterans' families. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, my wife and I are soon to have two veterans. We have one now, raising young kids, busy as can be, hard to get involved. And we got to break that. We got to get people back to our legions and, 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 and help in those areas. Um, but anyway, the Legion Festival this year, again, uh, is being run by a committee that is determined to make this year's festival better. Uh, kids' rides coming back. Uh, as Patrick just said, three food trucks, expand, expanded men and women's softball tournaments, uh, bingo, other things. Uh, again, we're going to keep trying to make this festival better, and we need more help. Uh, the Taste of Reading will be held on August 26th with food trucks, crafts, wonderful crafts, uh, performances by Reading High School's band and dance team, and many, many other activities. Also an awesome event each year. Our city engineers uh, are continue to work on putting together several options and estimates for the Hunt Road landslide that's between Furman and Waxwing. I promise to get you all an update on that and all the excitement. I haven't gotten back with them on that. Um, congrats to our Fraternal Order of Beagles, uh, Sycamore area, uh, number 1095 on their 118th anniversary as they were established in 1905. A, a wonderful organization does a lot for this community. I think they gave out $38,000 in high school scholarships this year to young students from Reading who want to go to college, and that's how hard our Eagles work. Um, we also want to say congrats to J.D. Pierron uh, and to Dalton Robbins on becoming our newest full-time firefighter, so congratulations to both two excellent young men. And if you don't mind, I'll give Patrick's report. If Go right ahead. Last one up. Patrick is not here. We're in hopes of uh, paving Furman Road this year from Sanborn Drive up to Columbia. You know, it's been on the list for 20 or something that needs done very badly. We got $100,000 in grant dollars from Municipal Road Fund grants. Um, we were approved to get a $368,000 30-year interest-free loan, so we will pay $12,500 a year. It's a OPWC loan. Uh, engineering is ongoing and it'll go out to bid and that's all council has to do is award that bid and uh, hopefully you know, there's been residents on Furman since uh, 2003 that, that have been reminding me that it needs repaved and paving is a constant problem with us um, you know we've done over 40 major projects in the last 18 years and it, it's going to go on eternally so anyway um, also uh, our, our safety and services director is working on the budget and working with uh, our finance committee and Andy Bronner here. A draft will be ready by the next finance committee meeting. The budget is due to the county by Thursday, July 20th. Hopefully by the end of this meeting, we will know when our first meeting in July is. The first Tuesday in July is July 4th. So I hope council makes that determination so Patrick can have a public hearing, a mandatory public hearing on our budget. So, um, Andy, think you'll be able to get with Pat or? Absolutely. Yeah, everybody let him know he's been communicating. Um, Patrick also wanted to thank all festival and parade volunteers. Um, he wanted to say congratulations to my wife, Terry Bamis, and to Rhonda Eisenhart, two guidance counselors at Reading High School. Rhonda worked at Reading Schools 50 years, 50 years. Went to school 13 years before her 50 years as a, as a guidance counselor, two who were dedicated uh, dedicated individuals love their jobs love the kids uh, and you know something we have so many incredible uh, professionals that work here for our city and for our city schools that um, 
it's beyond. Uh, we wanted to congratulate all graduates again and wish them the very best. Our pool is open. We had a wonderful first two days. I, I didn't get to hear about uh, today. But anyway, you can get a pool pass at the pool. Our hours are Monday through Friday, 12 to 8, Saturday and Sunday, 12 to 6. Um, I think um, um, Nikki Morgan told me there were 177 people on day one. And anyway, it's, it's a wonderful deal. I think even with the prices increase, what's well, $140 for family members, I think it's $30 for senior citizens. It, it's a wonderful deal. Uh, there's a free lunch program at our Reading Community Schools all summer long, free for kids 18 and under. Uh, and last for me, the MSD sewer, Storm Sewer Project. And it's again, it's federally mandated that's going on on Reading Road. It is progressing quickly, but we want to remind everybody Gall Terrace Drive that goes up into Eagle View in approximately um, two weeks, it will be closed for two weeks in between Reading Road and Gorman Lane. So if you live in Eagle View, you live on Gall Terrace, you live on Gorman Lane, you're gonna to have to go to Gorman Lane to North Street to exit. Um, again, they're hoping to plate uh, the hillside on Gall Terrace there to make that road usable in the evenings, but we will wait and see. Uh, I've, I've never seen how well plates work on hills. Uh, so anyway, we'll make sure that that's safe. But anyway, um, other than that, that's it for me. Thank you. Moving on, Law Director. I have no formal report, but I would like to congratulate Michelle Nash, the uh, Mayor's Court Clerk, on her retirement. Uh, she's the only clerk I've known, and I've been here 28 years, so she's been here a long time. Thank you for doing that, Dave. Absolutely. We wish Michelle the best. Treasurer's report, Brenda. Thank you, Mr. President. I have numbers for May and year to date. The total income tax collected in May was $567,077. The breakdown of this is 73,161 in, in individual tax collected, 12,999 in business net profits tax collected, and 480,917 in payroll withholding tax collected. The total collected for May in 2022 was 680,137. 2023 is running 16.6% behind 22. The total income tax collected in 2023 so far was $4,023,685. The breakdown of this is $795,459 in individual tax, $384,765 in business net profits tax, and $2,843,461 in payroll withholding tax collected. The total collected from January to May in 2022 was $4,261,313. As of now, we are running 5.6% behind 2022. And I'd also like to just give a reminder to anyone who makes estimated tax payments that the second quarter is due June 15th. Thank you. Glad I don't do that. All right. Auditor's report, uh, Sabrina's not here. Does anyone have something for Sabrina? No. Nope, okay. Moving on, Council Committee reports. Finance, Mr. Bronner. Thank you, Mr. President. Finance Committee met on May 23rd. In attendance were Bob Boehner, Mark Bishop, Sabrina Smith, and Patrick Ross. Discussions included hiring a full-time flex employee for the Auditor's Office and General Offices, hiring a part-time Police Department IT clerk, and the 2024 budget. 
The full-time flex employee would help the auditor with clerical tasks and paperwork, but will not cut checks due to the separation of tasks. The new employee would learn payroll, HR, and compliance tasks to help assist the safety service director. Other tasks would include receiving utility payments, park rentals, and truck rentals. The part-time police department IT clerk would proce excuse me, process body cam videos, inclu including redactions, which, which is a must for criminal cases and records requests. This would alleviate time-consuming clerical work for our officers. Chief Edens will be looking for authorization by the end of the year. Next, there will be a budget draft ready for review at our next finance committee meeting. I would like to announce this meeting is scheduled for June 20th at 7 o'clock in council chambers before our regularly scheduled legislative council meeting. The budget is due, as the mayor said, July 20th. <clears throat> Lastly, our first council meeting in July falls on Tuesday the 4th. With this being a holiday, I would like to propose we reschedule for Tuesday, July 11th. This will allow for the first reading on the budget ordinance. <clears throat> I don't know if we should put that to a vote. Hold on a second, I'm taking a no now. Okay, so would you like to make that motion at this point? I would like to make a motion that we reschedule the July 4th meeting to July 11th. Second. So we have a motion by Mr. Bronner, a second by Mr. Bishop to reschedule the July 4th meeting, which is on a holiday to July 11th. The other bishop. The other speaker. What, really? All right, see, I can't, I can. All right, Mr. Boehner, second by Mr. Boehner, to reschedule the July 4th meeting to July 11th. Uh, we can do that by, yeah, we'll, we'll do roll call, just, just to be sure. Go ahead, roll call, please. One second, okay. Uh, Mr. Powell. Yes. Mr. Bronner. Yes. Mr. Bishop. Yes. Mr. Boehner. Yes. Mr. Tommen. Yes. Mrs. Kroger. Yes. Mrs. Edichico. Yes. Seven yes. So we'll have that meeting on July 11th, 7.30 p.m. That's good. Okay. Anything else, uh, Mr. Bronner? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Next up, utilities, lands, and buildings, Mr. Bishop. Thank you, Mr. President. I uh, just want to share some uh, some statistics from uh, ESP Media for the, uh, the, the previous meeting. Uh, we had 88 live viewers. We had 196 impressions. We had 204 audio listeners. We had 62 YouTube viewers. And we had five live participants in the meeting last time. Um, I also have some parade statistics. Um, there were 59 unique viewers of the Memorial Day Parade. Uh, live viewers, and there were 63 that uh, viewed the the honors ceremony live afterward. Um, I do want to mention that the uh, people may have noticed the link to the parade uh, was not on YouTube because when music plays in a parade, it's uh, YouTube checks for copyrights and they will shut your account down and they will cancel your account after three tries. So three strikes you're out. So we don't want to have that happen. So the uh, the videos uh, and we we have a better a better quality through Vimeo, so they're they're played through the Vimeo link, but they're still on the site of WatchReadingOhio.com, and they're linked right on the front page of that page, so you can find both of them if you still haven't watched it yet. Uh, please go to WatchReadingOhio.com, look on the front page. There's two boxes, and you can watch <laughs> either the ceremony or the parade. 
and you can see all your kids marching in the parade or your family marching in the parade. Um, they did have a 30-foot boom camera set up at the corner of uh, Benson and uh, Jefferson. Is this Jefferson out here? Market. Market. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and, uh, and that got you a nice high shot for, of the parade uh, during the parade. So I uh, just wanted to point that out. Mark Irvin, again, 80. Go, go through that list again. How okay. Many? We had 88 live viewers. Okay. 196 live impressions. We had 204 audio listeners. Okay. 62 YouTube viewers. Okay. And then we had uh, um, we had 59 unique viewers of the parade online, and we had 63 unique viewers of the honor ceremony. Yeah. Uh, some of those people might have been in the crowd watching the parade live, also, but we don't know. But those yeah. are the numbers. Hey, it's nice you keep those, and it's nice to know. You know, these are stats. And people can, new. if you uh, look up my notes, you can actually see charts and graphs uh, to show okay. how they change. Thank you, Mark. Well, anything else from the Thank audio you. listeners? Right. That number is so high. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, moving on, zoning, planning, and environment, Mr. Powell. Thank you, Mr. President. After uh, the last meeting, I reached out to Dr. Hardings with Cincinnati Classical Academy about the possible construction on the Sacred Heart site and received the following response. To address the questions at hand, we are not currently pursuing any due diligence work for the Siebenthaler property. We missed our time window for a purchase agreement on the site that would have, one, allowed us to develop the site for summer 2024 occupation, and two, triggered the start of due diligence to determine whether contingencies in the purchase agreement could be satisfied. This, of course, would have included consultation with Reading on sewers, traffic, etc., as these are all major concerns that we have as well. Uh, since we missed our time frame for 2024, we have put a hold on any new expenditures for development of this site as we investigate other options that may be available to us. Thank you, Dan. Good. End of report. Any questions for Mr. Powell? Moving on, laws and contracts, Mrs. Edichico. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, I have a short report since I've already said a lot tonight. Um, tonight we have the resolution for the proposed DORA on the agenda. And I would just like to let council know that this can be a first reading only. We don't have, there's no need to vote to suspend the second and third reading at this time. So we can just do a first reading tonight. Thank you. Anything yes. for Mrs. Edichico? All right. Moving on, public health and safety, Mrs. Kroger. Thank you, Mr. President. The run count for the police department for the month of May, there were 1,133 calls for service, 45 auto accidents, 92 booking of original charges, and the total criminal charges were 129. Um, total citations were 133. For the month of May, there were several auto accidents caused by OVI, reports of three stolen cars, all of which were Kias. I know that Kia was offering free steering wheel locks to owners and compensation as part of a class action lawsuit for cars that were stolen and damaged. I would recommend speaking with your dealership to see what is available for your vehicle. There were also arrests for domestic violence, theft, assault, and fraud. With the warmer months upon us, it's very important to lock your vehicles, and if you see something, say something. Um, the Fire department's runs for May, total EMS responses were 205. 
Fire responses were 57 for a total of 262. And the fire department conducted a public education presentation for the students in serendipity. They also gave station tours for Reading Elementary third graders. Uh, fire members also participated in the Memorial Day Parade. And that's all I got. Thank you. Any questions for Mrs. Kroger? All right, moving on. Service, Mr. Boehner. Uh, yes, Mr. President. Uh, first, I was going to ask Carla, you're going to have to notify the press about July 11th. Uh, Patrick will. Or, uh, oh, okay. No, I know what you're saying. Okay. The other, quite, the other comment I had was on the stealing of the Kias. About a week ago, Chief, I was uh, golf course, and a gentleman came over, was telling a couple of people, his ex-wife lives in Columbus, had her key is stolen right in the middle of the day. Same way. And I said, you need to go talk to your, the key dealership to get the, lock, the wheel locks. They had not had that problem in Columbus. So these kids, I guess, maybe they migrated north. I don't know. Most of them that they caught were in Louisville that were really tearing up Cincinnati and, and met northern Kentucky, from what I read. But um, the other last comment I had on that, uh, the Knights of St. John, I believe, turned 150 years old about two or three weeks ago. They were honored at Mass at Our Lady of the Valley. Uh, Public Works Department's been out busy, patching potholes in the streets. Mulch has been out collecting branches. Backhoe was out cleaning catch bases, which are really important. City crews are, are in the process of locating lead water line services. City crews are still assembling bleaches for Caney Park. They have picked up new trash cans, 80, to go into the parks and throughout the city. City crews have been out painting traffic lines throughout the city. They're beginning the city pool ready to be open. They worked on getting the Caney Park ready for Memorial Day weekend putting up flags or banners. Uh, they were cut, they've been cutting the, the overgrown bushes and branches back in the roadway throughout the city, specifically Hunt Road from uh, Columbia to the corporation lot. Uh, that's that's something that they try to do a couple times a year. It could be don't, it was, it'll get so bad, it's unbelievable. Sea crews have mulched all, uh, all the beds at Rain Road and Benson Street around the monument at Jefferson Vine, getting ready for the Memorial Day Parade. Uh, city had Televac come out and clean the storm sewer on Rain Road from Landy Lane to 9600 block of Rain Road because of blockage in the line. Uh, so they've been busy as they always do. Um, they, thank you for the equipment we've got for them. They appreciate them. That's yeah. all I have. Any questions for Mr. Boehner? Nope. I got one. What was the blockage? Do we know? What's the what? The blockage in the sewer line? Well, they don't say what it is, but take a guess I, you know, I don't know okay. I think they said some collapsing bridge, the way the older right. storm sewers were built and they, some they, of them were out of masonry and I think it collapsed a lot, a lot of the times they collapse them and they, the only way they find that out is they call the teleback out which a friend of mine runs one of those trucks he worked at MST the retired from MST went to work at teleback and they travel all over the place and that's that's how they find most of the problems before they come a real big problem. Well, on, on that note, our safety and service director had a nice conversation with MST today on the new pipe, and they were asking us what kind of uh, maintenance plan we, we have for those, and they were told that we will met maintenance, you know, the storm sewer lids, but uh, that MST will be responsible <coughs> for the storm sewer. So, anyway, 
just got that one kind of ironed out today. It's good we're paying a lot of money for it. Yeah. All right, recreation, Mr. Tommen. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, as was stated earlier, the pool is open. First weekend was very busy, but went really smoothly. Um, thanks to all our employees there. Uh, the first session of swim lessons has started today and it will run through June. If uh, you missed out on that one, would like to join the second session, all right, which will begin on July 3rd. Signups will begin uh, June 24th at the pool during pool hours. June 24th will be adult night at the pool from 6.30 to 10.30. Please bring your own drinks uh, and snack. Please em emphasize this, no glass containers of any kind. June 29th will be ladies night at 6 p.m. The pool will be closing at five on that evening. Please bring your own drinks and a side dish to share. Again, no glass containers. And just something for council looking ahead. Our pool was built in 1979, 44 years ago, and it's showing its age. Um, we're gonna have, I'm gonna start talking to some contractors tomorrow and looking for different grants um, to have a pretty clear estimate of what will be necessary in the future. I know uh, Department of Natural Resources the last two years has given out $500,000 grants to four different municipalities each year for just such a project. So I'm gonna look into that further, but that's on the horizon. Uh, we've, our awesome city crew has done what they can to keep it run as well as it can for this long, but um, I think the time's coming for a dramatic move. That's all I have, sir. Very good, thank you. Any questions for Mr. Tommen? Nope, all right, moving on. Other business, is there any other business? Seeing none, moving on. Legislative session, reading of resolutions. We have one. Resolution creating a designated outdoor refreshment area for City of Reading and enacting regulations. So we're gonna call that a first reading, yes? Mm -hmm. All right, very good. An right. ordinance authorizing the safety service director to purchase a new staff unit for the fire department and declaring an emergency. I'll make a motion. We suspend rules. Corn, second, third reading. Second. So, motion by Mr. Boehner and a second by Mr. Bishop to suspend the rules requiring a second and third reading. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. Suspension carries. Uh, for people who don't realize the reason we're suspending rules. We have a very short window to, to buy this vehicle at $65,000. And if we wait for another meeting, the price is definitely going to go up. Okay. I'm glad you clarified that. Thank you. Right. Right. Motion, Motion to, to adopt. adopt. Oh, almost a tie. Mrs. Edichico was second. first. <laughs> Mr. Bronner, second. Motion to adopt. Uh, roll call, please. Wait a minute. Who was the first one? I'm sorry. Mrs. Edichico oh. first. And Bronner second? Yes. Okay. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. Ordinance carries. Ordinance number? 2023-24. It's a nice number. I bet board games are fun at your house. Motion adjourned. Yes. We have a motion to adjourn by Mr. Boehner. Second. Second by Mrs. Kroger. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed?
All right, we're adjourned. Everybody have a good night. I still think you guys need the button.